I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Yep, yep, yep. All right. You are now listening to the Thanks for Trying podcast, season two, episode nine, hosted by myself, Corin, also known as The Last Skeptic. Thank you to everyone listening so far, all the way to episode nine. There's only one more episode to go after this. I hope you're getting all seasonal as fuck as this will be dropping about a week before Christmas. I haven't got any presents yet as of the recording of this. I hope you're as worried about it as I am. Shit. My special guests on this episode are two good friends of mine. Rapper Shay D, who I went to school with secondary school we sat in geography class together and she is an incredible rapper and poet activist speaker human being and my second guest is deborah stevenson aka debris who just was nominated for an evening standard award for her performance in her play poet in the corner based on dizzy rascal's seminal grime album boy in the corner big thank you to raker vodka for providing the booze pretty much just for me to get absolutely wasted enjoy the episode see you on the other side i am one (laughs) all right excellent um so we're gonna go we're gonna go straight in because um obviously we've already started and there's so many things you've just dabbled on touched on the the i said no i don't want to talk about this yet there is a time and a place and that place is right now on the thanks for trying podcast episode nine of season two. Oh my God. I can't believe the season's nearly over. And I'm very, very, very lucky um, to have two old friends of mine who I know separately and yet know each other. And this is a really <laughs> lucky, lovely experience for me. Um, so Shay, Deborah Stevenson, Debris. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Everyone missed a really intense moment when you looked at me in the eyes because you said both versions of my I name. I did. You know what? Because what? How do you? What do you prefer now? Because uh, I always used to go, "Oh, that's that's debris." You know what <laughs> I mean? You said debris. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's some like some people a, say debris. Debris. Yeah. Isn't that, that's a <laughs> that's, that's a Jewish ceremony, <laughs> right? <laughs> It is, right? Wow. No, oh, no, I'm technically Jewish. Okay, so. cool. It's um, the, 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 the bris is where they, the circumcision ceremony. What? Yeah, the bris. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I would just like to verify that my name has no relation to the circumcision ceremony. <laughs> imagine that's what you're named after. Like, imagine, what? Imagine. Topic one. Topic one. Okay, cool. That's all of my questions done. So I guess everyone can go home now. 
debris. Um, my, yeah, my friends tell me to call me Deborah, but debris is my artistic name. Okay, and so I want to go straight in because um, you know this podcast. I never plan anything, but I do have talking points, mm-hmm. and most of those talking points exist purely so that I can get things out of the way before I'm too drunk and then I forget <laughs> to ask the important questions Fantastic. and then I start going on a rant about some kind of film that I've seen or whatever and then it all goes a bit haywire so what I want to talk about is the um the I mean the in- incredible inspirational um uh, play that I saw of yours uh, very recently uh Poe in the Corner for the people that didn't get a chance because they you know they're idiots they missed out or maybe they just lived in a different country that's fine too <laughs> for the people that didn't just give them the little bit of blurb about the about the play at the Royal Court that just happened so it was a grime poetry show now been dubbed a grime musical mm. as there was grime poetry and dance within True. it um about me finding salvation from being raised in a strict Mormon home, coming out as pansexual, being bullied at school and sort of really, you know, religion was everything to my parents. And when I had to move away from that because of how suffocating it was, I I was homeless in a sense. And Mm -hmm. grime, mainly through Dizzy Rascal and his first album, Boy in the Corner, being my salvation, being sort of a new home, a Mm -hmm. new way of understanding the world and becoming a tool set for me knowing about myself. Yeah. And then also just trying to celebrate the, you know, me going to university, studying creative writing, studying poetry because of grime. But actually grime, though people, a lot of people think it's cool, I don't think enough people recognise and celebrate the literary accolade yeah. that it is, you know, of writing form that came with came from no resources other than mm. people's tenacity and passion and skill yeah. Yeah. and inspired a whole generation of people to dedicate their life to words and entrepreneurship. And yeah. I think the way that it's represented in the media is reductive and too often either just mm. cool and hip or whatever people want it to be or associate with violence, Yeah, you know? Um, and so I wanted to say, look, this is this amazing thing. It changed my life yeah. and it should be on a place that celebrates the best writing in the world. Cause that's what grime is. Yeah. And it came f- all from your brain. <laughs> which is I always find something so incredible because I do that with albums I might do that you know Shay does that with records too I don't know did you ever take a moment because when I went to see it that it's huge yeah. it's not a small production it's not something you saw it as well Shay yeah, didn't you yeah, yeah. and it's not a small thing there's huge props there's a giant audience there's like lights and moving parts to the stage you know it is essentially what, you know, I don't know the name of it, but it's a giant lazy Susan in the middle that gets moved around. In <laughs> it's, called a, it's called the revolve. <laughs> revolve <laughs> but from now on, we'll be called the giant lazy Susan. Come on, Susan. Get your act together, Susan. See, I think in food terms, you know, like there's a lazy Susan in the middle of the table. I think that's, that's a really accessible way to talk about a revolve. If you know, I said a revolve, people might not have known what yeah. I was talking you know, about. You know what I mean? So how exciting is that for you then to look on, on this stage when you're about to perform and see something mm. see this this thing that's come out of your head fully realized mm. you know it must be such an emotional experience yeah it was really mad because so i've been working on the show for four years and because there was a lot of processes because um half of the tracks in the show are based on dizzy rascals tracks from boy in the corner mm. and even so i took all of the tracks in the album um, through an academic process of analysing every single syllable and wow. every single line and saying what what flows, which in academic terms you call metric patterns, you know, what are the inflections of the languages? What are the patterns that keep reoccurring? Mm. And I did that with every single, single song. It took about a month to do each song, you know. And in draft one, which was, I think, 78 pages long, 
Um, and I collaborated with a different producer near enough and um, MC on each one. And that's how we mm. met, was working yeah. together on that version of the project. Yeah. You know, so it's come so far. And, you know, you've also got, I've had pretty much, ther- I've had therapy through the whole thing. Because obviously mm. it's to do with my family so strongly and so much of yeah. my life. So there's that component of it. There's, you know, this is really my debut as a dancer. I've never done choreography before, let alone on stage in that. So there's all these different things, you know. And also the fact that, and the whole creative team pretty much, we're the same generation. We're all from London. Mm. And we all had this sense of we're not just representing ourselves, we're representing grime. Yeah. And if we do a disservice with the show, we're not just doing a disservice to my life, my mm. idea, we're doing a disservice to the community. Mm-hmm. So many people are going to come to this and be wanting to be patronising or for wanting it to be crap. And you yeah. know what? Even, not even, I'm not even talking about the reviewers. I'm mm. talking about the people who lived through grime like I did yeah. and want it to feel like home. Yeah. I don't want them to feel like we did a disservice, like them to feel like, no, grime doesn't sound like that. No, mm. stuff like that didn't happen no it didn't feel like that it it was so scary you know yeah. that was the scariest thing is for people to come and just feel like mm. what's this but you didn't do it in a patronizing way Mm-mm-mm-mm. and no but some people are like that yeah. it's like some, <laughs> be- like some people want to go and see something but they are just waiting for it to either fail mm. or do one little thing where they can turn around and be like yeah no nah, that wasn't authentic who's mm. this but the thing is with with uh debris show yeah like it's it kind of reminded me a little bit of like the, I re- your show is 100% better than 8 Mile just saying before <laughs> yeah. I say this but you remember when in 8 Mile Eminem cussed himself in the battle mm. and that just ruined it for the other guy because yeah. there was nothing left to do mm. Debris sh- like you touched on everything yeah. anyone could have said by being like you know, you're you're a white girl in this scene or yeah. you don't come from this. The, or there's like, so much like, about the identity so much politics. about the yeah. identity that you overstood and had already said. When yeah. you go take it on and it's on like Broadway, <laughs> that I don't want to ruin it for It everybody. will be back next year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm it will so be glad back. to we're hear talking that. To the, me and the Royal Court, we're talking about when it will be back. Amazing. That's fantastic. Yeah. That, yeah. that is brilliant. And so um, the other thing that happened is that Dizzy came to watch yeah. the show. <laughs> I've been I've been dying to like talk to you about this. So we've, because it's called Poet in the Corner and because um, of the rhyme patterns that we use throughout, Mm. I was never trying to covertly steal. I was trying to archive. Yeah. I was trying to say, just like in literature, you say, this is a Shakespearean sonnet. This is how Shakespeare works. You Mm -hmm. say, this is, stop that in Boy in the Corner. Mm. These are the rhyme Mm. patterns he used. And these have been repeated in many songs ever since. He founded this. It's been influenced by these dub patterns and drum and bass and jungle and talking about, you know, the music that has, you know, there was a whole, we didn't have the time. We only had three weeks rehearsal for the show, which is short for just a normal play that has already been written, let alone- like 300 times the amount of words than a normal play. We got we did all the music in yeah. that time, we did all the choreography in that time. It was insane. So there was a whole section wow. where I wanted to show the lineage of crime <coughs> from sound system culture and from the Caribbean yeah. where we did like loads of mixing and you saw the different how it evolved yeah. from those things but we never had time to make that and stuff like that. But yeah, so we were always talking to Dizzy's manager Nick Cage and we went to see him and stuff um 
But Dizzy had always been kept kind of quite exclusive from us, which is understandable yeah, because until yeah. you know it's good, you yeah. don't necessarily want to take yeah. up his time. You, But he needed to sign everything off and it made quite a lot of things take a lot wow. of time. Like um, even the font that's on it, that's the actual font, which right. Dizzy owns. Oh, oh wow. That's trademarked, that font. That's clever. So yeah, yeah so for a long time, the that's name of the show wasn't released because we had to be prepared not to be able to use it. Mm-hmm. I had to always be prepared to edit the whole play to no longer retain his oh rhyme schemes God. and flow patterns. Um, because I mean, at the end of the day, it could have just been a show about grime and be about my story. Yeah. But you know, the seed was always born in the corner and we all yeah, wanted that. Yeah. And I was just kind of resigned to the fact that he wasn't going to see it. Everyone was like, you've made a show about him. Of course he's got to come. And I'm like, yeah, man, this guy's got yeah. a lot going on. I'm sure I'm small stuff in the scale of yeah. things. And then, um, and then they just came up one day in the middle of the run after all the reviews had come out. I'm mm. assuming mm. that was a prompt. <laughs> and, um, and they said, yeah, he's going to come see it And tomorrow. I think maybe all the undercover tweets. Everyone. If you had an added dizzy to say, go see the show, you and were also, slipping. <laughs> the Evening Standard did an interview with me and actually put out a, a little column that said, I want Dizzy to see this. <laughs> so there's actually a whole section I in the Evening that. Standard next to the five-star review. So it's pretty much a whole five page of the Evening Standard baby. basically saying, Dizzy, come fucking see this. Well, he looked gassed. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he it looked was, so excited. Listen, so I couldn't, they told me where I was sitting, I just couldn't look there. <gasps> yeah. I just couldn't look oh, there. Oh, the pressure. I would have wanted to know that he was coming. Yeah. I wish, so when they, they said, we've got a surprise for you, I thought he'd already seen it. When yeah. They said okay. that. I was hoping they just hadn't told me. Yeah. Um, but no, to be honest, it was really amazing knowing he was there because I always say, and I'm not going to, no spoilers, but the play mm. is like two for one. It's a bog off play. Yeah. There are more than one plays in the play, right? Yeah, definitely. And, um, uh, you know, and really there's a story about Grime and Dizzy and there's a story about my family as mm, well. Mm. You know, that's sort of two strands that yeah. go on. And when Dizzy was in the audience, it all, that story of Grime, that story about him, I almost, at one point, I thought I'd got the order of the play wrong. Because I just kind of forgot all the other bits. I was actually just really worried he wasn't going to like it. But yeah, then he yeah. came backstage. How can you not? Yeah. But yeah. It's, very, it's about your life. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You can feel misrepresented. You can, mm. And he, yeah. he has not liked things that people have done supposedly right. in honour of him before. Right. So Whack things. <laughs> <laughs> things okay. that ain't as good right. as this. <laughs> he was like, my manager told me spoken word and, po- and theatre, but it wasn't boring. <laughs> I love that. Which I thought was like the best sentence yeah, ever. Yeah. And then he was just saying, yeah, he was saying it was <clears throat> so true. It reminded him of things that he'd forgotten about his life. Mm. And then he went on stage. With the, he had like 1% battery on his phone and quickly took a video of us all on stage with him. He crouched in the corner with me and oh. did the yeah, horns. He said he's never done that since the actual <gasps> album oh, wow. cover shoot. He instigated oh, the cry, move. Man. All I can say is that I don't want to go into it too much because mm. if it's going to come back, yeah. Yeah. I don't want to give anybody mm. spoilers. Just make sure you go see it in the Royal Court. Mm-hmm. Whether you're listening to it now when this episode comes out, which is the week before Christmas. Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> or... <laughs> if you're listening to it sometime in the future. Um, but we're going to come back to that in a second, just to, you know, even the conversational playing field. Uh, Shay, Shay D. <laughs> um, someone I've known for a very, very, very long time. Like so, so really long in long fact. Time. That it's, it's, it's mad. It's scary. It is scary. I knew you before I had facial hair. That's, a, <laughs> that's saying something. Um, so you obviously have had quite a transition as, a, as an artist, um, which is beautiful to watch. I first knew you as, as a poet, I mm-hmm. guess, coming out as a poet. Um, and you've killed it with your night that you've put on, um, word on the street, um, and performing everywhere doing that. Mm-hmm. And as an MC, 
also incorporating your poetry within your emceeing because it's all hand in hand anyway um you've just released your debut album human rights right and so um which is sick i was late on it i didn't give it a good listen until the other day till i actually got to sit down and listen to it but it is fucking amazing and i wrote down don't worry is big letters don't worry is my favorite It's deep, okay. you said that. It's like literally one of my favorites. It's, it's like pro- it's the really personal one as well. It's so. so personal, and you're talking about your books, and like I just I don't know. Please, please, you're please. You're like that's how I know Shay from school. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember being in geography class. That's my best memory of you sitting next to you because I was so into volcanoes. Um, what was why. our school was like obsessed with like glaciers <laughs> yeah. and volcanoes? Like, why do we know so much about them? I don't why know. Why do we know? Okay, so that's all my nonsense preamble. But I wanted to talk to you. How so? This debut album. What made you, as as a as a human being, kind mm. of come out and and do this record? Like, why was it so important to you? So it's not my debut. So oh, it's not. No. Okay. It's my second one, right. but. Because of the way I've put it out, it feels like right, the debut. Okay. It's weird that you said that because I feel that energy with this one for mm, some reason. It feels like you've arrived. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> kind of, yeah. And that's, I've, I've done the same thing. I've had yeah. records that came out, a record came out last year, felt like my debut. Yeah. I just, I went in with it differently. Maybe it's yeah. just from the experience from putting out the last one and then really mm. thinking about how I want to put this one out. But it's had such a beautiful response. Like mm. I, I've, um, I've received loads of amazing messages and I've never like done the whole, um, you know, I guess like official way of, of doing stuff. So like the fact that it's charted or it's like playlisted or Mm. um, it's been more on like mainstream, some mainstream radio stations, for example. Um, And it's been really nice. Like, and I think um, without like my little fan base that kind of go in for me, like it wouldn't have really happened like that. But Also, I think I'm a little bit more more brave with just reaching out or asking. And yeah. I, I never, I just don't like disturbing people or- Also, like, you never want to be a beg. Like that's yeah, my thing, that, that stops me. You just don't want to be cringy, you know? Never I don't want to be, be that cringy artist that yeah. someone, I always imagine someone talking somewhere like in a bar or something and going, do you know that, that shady girl? And going, oh God, yeah, she messages me this. And someone yeah. going, oh yeah, she, and I'm like, oh my God, I don't want that to happen. So like, I'm just like, you know what? Just don't ask for anything, just do it. And then hopefully it will come. Yeah. Um, but uh, We so, all have those people in you know, our head. Those we paranoid all, yeah, thoughts. Yeah, all the paranoid thoughts, yeah. And it's time. so weird because I'm not even like that with like loads of artists and poets and, mm. you know, young people, like so many like people message me and ask for things. And I never think that. It's weird because you go, I don't know if you're like this as well or, or yourself but like you know you go through the kind of creative bit and then Mm. you make the product or whatever you know you make what you're making and then for me it's you go into like promo and plugging Mm. like it's a different side of your brain and I can't even think about creating right now I can't so some people sent me some beats and I got gas Mm. I got like Mm. a really dope beat I want to do and I'm like I can't. I'm yeah, in like yeah, promo. Yeah. Me, I yeah. need to now think about touring or performing. Yeah, the way like, I describe it is you can't get pregnant while you're still pregnant. Oh my God, that's so sick. <laughs> that's you're a really still, good still, way. You've got to have the baby. Let yeah. the baby like grow a little bit. Yeah. And then get pregnant again. <laughs> yeah. That's really nice. But. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Our biology teacher was really good as well. I'm going to send you a little message one day and be like, I'm pregnant. <laughs> While I'm pregnant. Oh yeah, but God. that's it. You exactly. wouldn't be the first. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas, everybody. 
I promise I'll pay child support. Oh, that's uh, so it's true. Fine. I um, also think that as like we're we're whole businesses. Yeah, do you know what I mean, yeah. as artists, like so often we are all parts of the business, and that's why I'm always like, have you got contingency? You, yeah. yeah, that's the thing that I'm trying to work out how to do is to have a little reservation of me, so I'm not, so I can promote all day, but then have enough time mm. in the week to like recede into my little <laughs> of creativity. Yeah. That's the thing that both of you have said to me separately. One of you said to me today, but on different occasions, not I'm pregnant, <laughs> but, um, but no, the, 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 um, the, the uh, whole, um, that w- as soon as you do something, you said it to me earlier, as soon as you do something, everyone's like, hey, so what? Oh, what's next? Yeah, I get that. All- I say it in a line in one of my tracks. Yeah. I say, um, I can't remember the line before right now, but something, something and people asking when the next project will drop. Mm. I'm writing my raps on tubes. I'm writing on the train. I'm writing on the bus. I'm writing on my break. I'm writing. And I, and I yeah. go into that because I'm just like, bro, like, did you even buy my last project or have you even heard every song before yeah. you're asking me when the don't, next thing is ask out? ask me what's next. This yeah, has listen, happened. Do you think uh, yeah. it's a social media thing, you know, because it's like millions of hours of new content going mm, up on Instagram, on social media every minute of every yeah. day. Maybe. People now, do you know, who watches a whole YouTube video? Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Who, if you check out, even me, if I check out an artist, I might watch 30 seconds of a couple, mm. yeah. but we don't ever necessarily yeah. see anything no. through. We're just waiting this for the next I've stimulating stopped, I've thing. Stopped, what, I've stopped making music videos now mm. i'm not gonna do them anymore because really? really? yours are so great yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're actually one of the there's so many crap music videos yeah there's so no, no. all of you making crap music videos you stopped one of the few guys <laughs> making good music videos for making that's videos. them that's them fuck you know, off and die you know what i mean no you, it's because no one watches them like i did I've, i spend my time doing amazing cinematic short films no one fucking watches them and then i watched I, some of them I'm just i've watched some <laughs> yeah, I, uh, thank you but at the same time that like, you know I, I i think i may as well just make a film yeah. So the next thing I'll do, I'll just make a film and then mm. soundtrack it. There's no point me making, mm. uh, instead, making <laughs> a, a, a music video that no one will see. I'd rather make a film that no one's here. <laughs> <laughs> no. That was the tangent. No, um, so Shay, <laughs> you also did the video for Suffragettes. Yes. Tell me the background behind that song. Um, Wanted to definitely do a track, a kind of like an anthem for girls, because I just felt like... I didn't have one like yeah. and I and I don't even I couldn't even think of one to like listen mm. to like as just a listener and have yeah. when you're a girl you just want to listen to something Empowering. and feel like yeah I don't yeah. care and what Destiny child writings on the yeah wall, you know album. that yeah that hot yeah <laughs> that yeah you know that kind of think vibe about having the album and listening to it and being like oh my that god that album is so maybe sick. I can be powerful you know <laughs> <laughs> that album is hard but loads yeah, of yeah. those songs like oh, I don't feel like we have and I listen to a lot of music you get me mm. so i was like you know what i want to make an anthem and then it was like obviously all over the place that it's the hundredth year of like mm. the women's vote the suffragette i was getting booked for so many things to do with the suffragettes and women's rights and stuff mm. we would like to book women now <laughs> yeah you know around yeah, the 8th yeah. of march where everyone gets bookings because yeah. it's international women's day um but yeah i just thought um i really want to make like a woman's anthem i didn't think about the suffragettes mm, at the mm, time mm. um i just wanted to make a track for girls um to just shout to and feel happy about what tunes have really been resonating uh, apart from that from from your new catalog of, of music um the, so the two gr- i did two grime tracks yeah. and they've been so spit for me and mm-hmm. give me that they've been uh you know received really well and radio djs have have really enjoyed them and kind of when one plays it the other one wants to play it kind yeah, of, of vibe um and spit for me got playlisted 
on Spotify for the first time in my entire life. Yeah. Um, so that's been crazy. So you also put on poetry events mm-hmm. and that's something, well, you, you both have in common is, is the, the poetry. Uh, you've seen you've seen Word on the Street grow yeah. so much, right? So It's monthly. I run and book yeah. artists. I do everything on my own. I flyer it on my own. I promote on my own. Can I, say, I don't know how you do it, to be honest, Shady, because probably a lot of people don't <laughs> realise it about you and it's taken me a long time to realise. Yeah. Like, first I knew you because of your, your music. Mm. But then you also run Word on the Street. And I didn't realise you ran that completely on your own. And I know what it is. To run a monthly event is mad. Yeah, it's a lot. It's so much energy. And to the scale and success, you've done it over two years. Plus, you're also working other jobs. Like Shady brought so many young people to (laughs) to come and see Poet in the Corner. I just don't sleep. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's it's amazing. Relentless, which is the way it should be. I get shook because I'm like, you know, am I actually addicted to constantly doing things yeah. i'm mm, n- naturally yes. as a yeah. person yes. i'm i'm a cancerian I'm, i've always been I've, i was the only child for a very long time i've always done things to keep myself busy but when i have had like i i was ill this week i'm like you know like waiting like uh, recovering at the moment mm. and i was at home and I was messaging breaking convention saying, I've got my laptop here. I can like do emails oh from God. the laptop. Yeah. And she, Misha at work was just like, just rest. Like if you're taking a sick day, yeah. you can actually yeah. rest. But that's the thing. But then I'm there going, do. there's no sick day. All day to message someone or be productive. <laughs> or no, that no. means I have a whole day of being able to make I something think, happen. Yeah, of course, it, exactly. it actually took me three years of therapy to get to the bottom of that. Right. I have that is a, what's the uh, answer to be tell us that is a genuine <laughs> problem for me is so for me what it boiled down to was I didn't value myself I valued yeah. my work mm. all of my value came mm. from my productivity not me yeah that was it so if I wasn't that, working I was worthless so what ha- what's going to happen here is when I'm editing this I'm just going to go and listen to that <laughs> put it on loop again, what you should do is again. in the edit can you should make it loop for a while <laughs> yeah, <that's it. laughs> subconsciously wow. yeah 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 wow. I'm, you know I'm quite drunk already but <laughs> what, what I will say is that that that's just blowing my mind. Yeah. That is just... <laughs> that took three years of therapy. <laughs> you know what I mean? I've just stolen three years of therapy. Like, no, no, see, but seriously, that was wow. a big epiphany for me. And it was probably three years into counselling. And keep in mind, right, I've run my own company for six mm. years. I've got two degrees. I've lectured around the mm. world. I've like, I've done all this stuff. You know, I started my company when I was 20. I was running it on my own for two yeah. years. I ran it for six years. It was the biggest organisation of its kind in the region, if not the country. And I... And it took me to like 26 to sit there and I just looked at my counsellor, three years of counselling and went, I'm proud of myself, you know. Mm. Oh, I can't mm. even no, say that. No, even yeah, you saying that. it, thinking about me saying it, I can't say and it. And even now it's still, it's still a fight to do that. Yeah. And it took, still, you need stillness for that. You yeah. really need stillness. You really need rest. And I remember the amount of times I've worked myself into like very severe illness. Mm. I've like, I've messed, I'm, I've got hyperextension. I've like messed up my ankle. Mm. I'm having a scan on my shoulder in a few weeks. There was a point where I couldn't walk around the house because I'd messed my ankle up so much. And it was last year I had to cancel about two grand's worth of work. So I got mm. bronchitis. I couldn't breathe. I was mm. on steroids, I was on a nebulizer. I was in hospital and I'm coughing. Like every time I speak, I'm coughing. And I was saying to my producer, like, maybe I can do it. Maybe I can do mm. it. And then it was, um, 
a friend of mine, Rachel, who I was saying, you know, worst comes to worst, I have to cancel that show. That's terrible, but I have to cancel the shows. And she had to stop me. She said, Deborah, worst comes to worst isn't cancelling the shows. It is irreparable damage to your health. Mm. So true. It's so deep, isn't so it? So true. And I think you really need to ask yourself that question because when you're doing work for other people, a lot of problems come from that because then also mm. what other people thought of my work became more important in a way than what I thought. It yeah. was, if you don't love yourself and appreciate yourself inherently and then you don't give yourself rest and I just think, yeah, I think it's a very big complicated thing and yeah. people should really think about it and I also think there are extra complications if you're a woman, if you're mm. queer, if you're working class, if you're someone where society has told you this is a place you're not supposed to be mm. where you maybe inherently work harder yeah. and think that yeah. it's all about my work work has got me here it's nothing to do with people don't think I should be here but my work got me here yeah, yeah. you've got a space you've finally got a space in you know yeah. in something and, and you want to work you, for I don't it. know if you guys ever feel this but sometimes I've even if I get all of the accolades even if I get all of the things that I want to happen happening I just go well what do these people know they don't really understand anyway like mm. I need to do something even better because this isn't good enough. Mm, 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 so it doesn't even matter wow. that there is something there. I had to chat to my therapist about it because I was like, yeah, I just came off stage last night, like a thousand people. Mm. She was like, how did you feel? And I went, yo, when I was on stage, I felt fucking sick. Mm. When I stepped off stage and I thought, yo, I'm not shit because yeah. I'm not what? doing, no, I'm not no. doing, I'm not doing this every night. Yeah, no, and you know yeah. what? They don't think they, they're just here the fact a good time. They don't know anything that they're yeah. doing. You know what yeah. I mean? Like that is fucking ridiculous. But this is why I think rest and stillness is so important. And I was going to say this when you asked like, how did I deal with the mm. grad, with how big the show was? Yeah. And when I was doing the show, and I'm sure we're all like this. I just focused on on one thing at a time. So it's like, if I needed to learn choreography, I didn't think about anything else. I just learned choreography. If I needed to do an edit, I just did an edit. If I needed to perform a show, I just performed a show. But what was really important for me is that I'd have periods of time and I built this in from day that I'd have like maybe two hours before the show or 30 minutes, whatever, where I'd just lie down and just breathe and just be present and those are the moments when I cry, when I just be completely overwhelmed. But I'm allowed to be like, you've just... You've just done this thing, you know, and that's when I'd realise, you know, I've said things in this show that I didn't think I'd say to anyone until my parents were dead. Yeah. You know, mm. and you're thinking that alone is, what, what can I say about that? And I think you need space and time to really reflect on what you've achieved for you. Yeah. There'll always be a bigger prize. Mm. I'm sure Beyonce has things she wants to achieve. Yeah, I always yeah. try to remind myself <laughs> that as well. And I just think, yeah. give yourself some air. Mm. Or... Speaking. speaking <laughs> yeah. Speaking I me. also feel like, you know, it's, it's hard because... I take all of that in and I always think, yeah, I definitely don't do stillness and stuff a lot. I, but then I, I will book like a week away or a two day spa day and stuff. I do try and get them in. Good. But when I, even when I'm there and it's most of the time when I'm not on my phone or when I'm not doing something that good ideas will come to me anyway. Mm. But like sometimes I think, or is it okay? And is it normal to actually just enjoy doing lots of work? <laughs> Do you get me? Like yeah, I have yeah, this yeah. battle with, my, yeah. with myself because I'm like, you have tried to chill out and mm. you are on holiday and it's great, mm. but are you looking forward and you're itching to go back to work? Is it because it's something you like doing? And then True. I'm like, or is that my brain telling me I like doing it because I'm addicted to it's, doing it? It's a minefield. It's, it's a minefield. It's so hard also to it's, navigate. It's what I say to everyone all of the time is it's purpose. Mm. Mm. And if you feel like you've got purpose, whether it's your 
um, carving a table, or whether <laughs> yeah. you're like making paper airplanes or painting toy trains or whatever it is, if you've yeah. got purpose and a reason to wake up uh, every morning, then I feel like that is what makes you happy. Mm. Like if you've got a project, if you've got something or somebody to, to look out for, responsibility, something mm. to finish, you know, like I definitely had that. But, that. but that's the other thing about space that I think is important. So for me, it's like, so it's neurologically proven. If you are mindful, if you are present, A, you cannot think about the future or the past mm. and yeah. therefore you cannot be depressed or anxious. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yes. And I think it, yeah. for me being well, I know being mindful, being present is being in your body, thinking, feeling the breath come in and out, feeling mm. where maybe your body hurts, maybe where it is easy, where it is calm. And it's like, for me, I need to do that to know really in a more profound sense where I want to go. Mm. Because I I can keep moving. Yeah. I can do stuff. I can, let's, let's sit right here, Deborah, come up with some ideas. I could be like, blah, 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 yeah. blah. <laughs> and, and I'll feel excited because yeah. I'm doing stuff. Because yeah. I like doing stuff because Deborah does stuff. Yeah. But really, like, at my, in my gut, yeah. in my core, if you lay me on the floor and said, Deborah, breathe for 30 minutes and feel, would that be like the quintessential thing that I need to do now? Yeah. Mm. I don't know unless you give me that 30 minutes. Yeah. And I don't know, I'd challenge you because yeah. I, I'm the same as you. And for right. so long, I'd be on holiday twiddling my thumbs like, I need to go back and look mm -hmm. at my to-do list. Yeah. Um, you know where I had the worst time of my entire life? <laughs> oh my God, Disneyland, no. No. Um, go on. In a, are we allowed to swear? Yeah, I, I mean- We've been swearing, he said cunting, cunt, cunt. Really? Yeah, the cunt Did was you? probably the first word okay. I said. Yeah. In a cunting, <laughs> fucking, motherfucking bitch bastard floating pod thing in a spa. Oh. Have you done I've those? I've never done it, but I've always bruv, wanted to. Those salt water pod things. Yeah, I don't even remember yeah. what they're called. Listen. Right, okay. I think, yeah, maybe you've got a problem. <laughs> Listen. Okay. I went in to this every single person. Wait, is it called the isolation chamber or yeah. something like that, right? <laughs> Bro, so no, that sounds like yeah, torture. <laughs> flotation, flotation. therapy, okay. flotation therapy. Thank you got you. there in the end. I was isolation thinking of chamber. Isolation thinking, chamber yeah, sounds yeah, like... Guantanamo Bay, <laughs> I think that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, Jeez. sorry, sorry. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of hardcore. <laughs> um, flotation chamber. Yeah. Flotation chamber. <laughs> <laughs> Flotation therapy, the but probably call it a chamber because to me it was torturous. But yeah. everyone had these amazing reviews about these flotation therapy tank mm -hmm. things. And oh my God, yeah. I zoned out for a whole hour. It was so beautiful. It just went into nowhere and stuff. And I was like, right, it sounds like something I need. It kept getting recommended to me. So I went to this really like five-star luxury spa place with like the best flotation tank and like blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so went in, it was 45 minutes and she's giving you a towel. It smells amazing. There's this big, massive pod yeah. and like they like lift up the doors and it's like lukewarm, like a bath mm. and it's dark and it's got these little twinkly starlights. It looks like the most peaceful thing in yeah. the world. So anyway, <laughs> went in. Crying for an anxiety attack. <laughs> Rather, right. I went in. This woman was like, shall I close the door or leave it open? I was like, um, yeah, you can leave it open leave for now. She was like, oh, but it might disturb you if you get up and no, want to do it. save me. But, yeah, I told her, told her to shut the ting, right? So she shut the ting, lying there. And then I was like, wow. oh, okay, this is nice. And it was like really quiet. I was like, okay. And then it's just the sound of the water you're kind of lying in. Cause it comes up to like, you're floating. It comes up like maybe just past your ears. So you're just, I'm just like lying there. And I was like, 
God, man, I feel like I've been in it for time. Like, oh, like 30 seconds. I was like, oh, what's this? And there's like a little button on the side. Press the button and the lights started changing. And I was like, oh, this is so cool. So I pressed the button. So what you're telling me is you exhausted all of your means of entertainment within 30 like, seconds. Press like three buttons. One was for music. One was for light changing. One was to heat it up. Then I was like... I wonder what it's like to like. I'm so intrigued. No, this is great. No, no, no it's not, it's, she said it's not exciting. Don't worry. I said I wonder what it's like to like flip round. Okay. Great. Okay. How was it? <laughs> Did you? Anyway, I was like, this is. I started getting really anxious. Yeah, yeah of course. And I was like getting a bit panicky and going, oh man, no one leaves this. What's wrong with you? Everyone says it's chill, just chill out. So I'm lying there going, God, man, it must be like half an hour by now. Anyway, this went on for a bit and then I started getting like proper like palpitations. Like mm-hmm. I wasn't enjoying it. Open this door. There's like, I come out and I'm like trying to dry and then there's like salt shower things. I was like, I got my towel and I came out. The woman's like, oh my God, is everything okay and stuff? I was like, oh really, you know what? I really can't take it anymore. Looked at the clock. It was like nine minutes. Oh. But this is, you you went straight up into your head. I did a hot pod yoga last week. I heard that intense. Bikram, yeah. It's called it's called Hot Pod. They're just like, dude, they, they, it's basically white people yoga. They've got like <laughs> that's why it's called Hot Pod because yeah, I think exactly. it is called Bikram. Yeah, yoga. I mean, but yeah. No, Bikram is the, is also white people yoga. Oh, yeah. is it? Oh, okay. oh that, okay. So this is like they, it's, it's a <laughs> oh, wow. room in East London in London Fields where they've put this inflatable yeah, thing yeah, together. Absolutely. Oh wow! And then they they zip it up, which to be fair with me with my like mild claustrophobia that I don't like to admit to was fucking weird. And then it's just filled with like heaters, like intense heaters. And then you have to do yoga, all kinds of fi- Like I used to do yoga. I, I do love it. Like I'm a little bit flexible. I'm not crazy flexible, but I can do it. Mm-mm. And you know, you know I said, ladies. Um, and so- That's how they get pregnant. <laughs> Step one, do yoga with me, baby. Um, so, okay. So I was doing this thing. It was so hot, man. And I went like- I was, yeah, there Don't was they like, go up to like past some mad temperatures? Yeah, yeah. Past was, your body, your internal body temperature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And before you go in, they go, you're going to want to leave. You're really, <laughs> you're going to think you're going to die, but just don't oh, leave. Wow. Only, All you need to do is not leave. <laughs> Ever. And I'm like, am I going to die? die? I thought I was going to die. When I did hot I, yoga, I yeah. thought I was- I How long did you last? I lasted the whole thing. Yeah. Oh, but wow. I, yeah, well done. Because they tell you not to leave. They warn you that bad, the bad things will happen. I, yeah, bad things. <laughs> Outside those doors, <laughs> zombies. So, funny. so no, like I, I've, I, there was, it was all women, uh, which is great. Um, there was two guys though. Obviously, the two guys are like, you know, six packed out and like all this shit, and they they're there with their shirts off and shorts. I'm there in like <laughs> full track a, a hoodie. <laughs> Full tracky, like full track suit. socks and his Adidas sliders. I'm doing yoga, yeah, but I'm looking sick. My yay is different to your yay. But trust me, I regretted it. I was like, I should have worn a vest. Anyway, it was it was very intense, and I don't, you know, I don't know if I'll do it again. But I'm glad I did it. Yeah. I'll do normal yoga. I'll do like apparently, bare, bare apparently yoga. hot yoga is bareback. <laughs> you know, yoga. just normal yoga. <laughs> yoga without the without Stop the heat. Get pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> just 
little. <laughs> well, you know what? Like, we, we I want to keep talking, but it's nearly. I want to. I want to also have the piss break. Um, but I've got no. You know what? No, I'm, I'm going to talk to you that after the piss break. We're going to break right now for like three okay. minutes, okay. and we'll be right back. Bye. <laughs> All right. And that's how they got pregnant. And that is. <laughs> This is, is the and that's how they got pregnant <laughs> podcast. And that is how they got pregnant. So. Whoa. Um, they said it couldn't happen that way. <laughs> so, okay. Oh, wow. Okay. So, um, so as is the tradition, but I've got two, 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 one non-drinker and one semi-drinker. Uh, so I'm doing. I mean, that's still a pretty big shot. Yeah, that's yeah. You, yeah, yeah. Uh, when I said no, yeah, added a lot. Half yeah. the girth of that. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he said. Yeah, that's, that's literally what they all say to me. Um, okay, I'd say it's a double that shot. looks a so lot. So I've got a double shot just because I'm doing it. Uh, you know, for for these guys. Okay, so cheers to you. I can cheers a non-alcoholic yeah. beverage. Cheer, thank yeah. you for Cheers. coming uh, my pleasure sheesh oh christ you, you back that quick homie <laughs> and why i have to say that's really really delicious and i have to use this opportunity to big up reka vodka for sending through all of the vodka because you know vodka is my favorite drink because i have a problem <laughs> <laughs> it's from iceland small batch vodka handcrafted in iceland big up raker every time it's got loads of cool symbols on it oh wow it says something about lava rock filtration raker spelled with an a oh my the packaging God. is really it's nice it's really swanky because really i thought nice. iceland only do like frozen goods and stuff <laughs> do you know what <laughs> i'm only joking i'm not joking i'm joking sorry did that ruin your I plug no, I just you as though it, it was a serious comment i thought that was a serious comment <laughs> we all thought that was a serious comment my bad my um, bad true story when i was in iceland Guess how much an aubergine was in a supermarket, guys? Wait, which Iceland are we talking about Eight now? Eight pounds. How did you get that exactly? <laughs> I've told you wow. this story. No, I've no, told no, you this story. I, I swear on my life, you haven't. No way. It is it. eight pounds. What for I've an aubergine? You've no. been to... <laughs> What, I you know about went, their aubergine you, inflation. You both Clearly, went to Iceland and you same... both went to pick one aubergine. aubergine. That's Clearly, so joke. that is it. We both... Well, no, that was, I, that's in. Look, this just shows I have sound logic. I just thought Iceland, that does Iceland, does it seem like a place mm. where produce would be no, easy to you, come by? You know, that, you and Aubergine, logic. you know, needs warmth. So probably very expensive. Yeah, oh, but that was a really on point number. Yeah, that was really on point. Yeah. <laughs> but we didn't have good maths teachers and stuff either. We certainly school. didn't. We certainly did. Most of them came out as pedos anyway. Oh no, yeah, Sorry, that's what? actually true. That is actually that's true. That's a whole other podcast. That's a whole other podcast. That's a whole other podcast. I actually had one other Highgate Wood alum on this show, uh, Sway, came oh, on and wow, did it. What, um, what sort of music education <laughs> was your school getting? Didn't, didn't Chip go what to our No, he did not. I swear he did. I know he was from Fruitsbury It was just Park, me and Jesse J at my school. Oh, just me Jesse and Jesse J. Hold on, I swear. School. I actually want to Google Wikipedia this because I swear he did. Really? Okay, well, so thank big up to Reka, uh, R-E-Y-K-A, Reka. And I just crafted in Borgans. I don't even know where that is, but I'm fully down. So look, we've done the halftime thing. I've done the shots. I've taken, I've taken the hit for the guys here. Um, and before, I mean, I've got lots of talking points. I've got lots of things to, to talk about that I want to talk about with, with you guys in this time. But before I even do so, 
this is what we do. We've got segments in season two because we're, you know, we're bit, I say we, but it's, it's me. like an orange. In, like an orange, <laughs> just like an orange. So professional. Except more angry, like an angry orange. Um, so this is the section. Uh, it is called Under the Patio, named after my brand new release, Under the Patio, which if you haven't heard, please do so right now. This is the section where it involves a lot. Look, I have an issue with anger. We're not, we, none of us are under any false pretenses here. We all know this. And if you have listened to episode nine of this podcast, you have known that I have. Uh, don't worry, guys. They're not even out yet. They're not even out yet. Only three episodes have been out. Don't you guys look nervous? Don't worry. We both looked at each other like I haven't watched that one. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Look, have you seen that episode nine? Literally, only episode three is dropped. So you, 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 oh, right, you okay. that's fine. Um, so what I've been doing each time is that I suggest a selection, a myriad of scenarios that I have encountered, people that really piss me off, things that they do. And I'm going to tell you the scenarios and then you guys tell me what you think the capital punishment should be and whether or not they should be buried underneath the patio. Oh, wow. So whether or not they should be killed or okay. what, maybe it should just be a mere slap on the wrists. Okay. okay. Whether I'm just overreacting, which some people have suggested, but there is always one thing. There's always one that I give the guests where they say that capital punishment is the only answer. So there's always going to be something oh God. that upsets I just you. like to say that I'm a pacifist and I do not support <laughs> capital punishment. This is all fictional. Okay. 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 This is all fictional. Okay. Let me drink some more rum and I might <laughs> stop being a pacifist. I'm about to pour me some thing as well. Okay, I'm going to start with a really nice and easy one. Okay, okay. guys, because you guys are a pacifist. You know, you know, you're not down with this this murdery stuff. So I'll start with a simple one, and I imagine you'll just prescribe a slap on the wrist. Okay, people that call you, you miss their call, and you immediately call them back, <laughs> and then they don't answer. <laughs> <laughs> What's that all about? <laughs> That is so fucking annoying. How annoying is that? I know. Why did you call me? What are you doing in that five seconds? I've just called you back. I was taking a shit. Yeah, it's always, they're, always, they're always taking a shit. That's the answer. Corin was taking a shit. I was taking a shit. I'm always taking a shit. So what, That is what happened what in those seconds. What happens in those few minutes? Even some people do it by text. Like they'll ask you something yeah. and then like you'll either reply or answer or call and then it's just... There's a flurry. They send a flurry of questions. Mm. A veritable muck flurry of questions. <laughs> and then you reply and then what's going on? Where have they gone? Where have you gone? I mean, it's really Under annoying. the fucking patio. That's where you've gone, bruv. You should kill them. No way. <laughs> I think that's hard. <laughs> that was the evilest face I've ever... No. See, okay. I, I don't like unsolicited phone calls. Yeah, see, this is something that, 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 that pops up. I'm glad you said it. It's popped up on quite a few of the episodes so mm. far. This is episode nine. It's popped up on quite a few. I've mentioned it a lot of few times, and I'll say it again. Listeners, you know this already. I think phones shouldn't even have a call function. Yeah, I agree. The voice note is enough. Yeah. Voice note is fine. Voice note is enough. It's no, so that's non not true. It's no, so no, non-committal. I think that phoning, they should have a phone function, okay. but it should be consensual. Maybe they should be... <laughs> It should be a consensual phone function. You should be able to schedule your call with me. I sign it off. Maybe even there is a co-signatory on the phone. Okay, here we go. A notary, if you will. Okay, But yeah, some people, do you know what? There's certain people that will just call me out of nowhere and I just always know they're either going to ask me something or they're chatting fraff. 
so I just yeah. feel fraff. So I don't. Yeah. But you know what? Sometimes I like it if I'm I'm doing the old walk down the road phone call. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and that's the true. only that time fair. that I call somebody if I'm walking down the road or I'm putting away washing. Yeah, I don't want right. to. I don't want to talk to anyone on the phone unless I'm doing that. So you only like it when it's serving you. Yes. <laughs> Yes, but Shay, all you ever do is serve other people, so maybe you could do something. On a on a real level, if I really think about it, I really don't enjoy talking on the phone. I really think you can really? message stuff. The mm-hmm. only person mm-hmm. I will talk to on the phone is my granny or my mum. Yeah, you've got, or my you, little sister. Yeah, family's different. That's it. Yeah, family's Otherwise, different. like it, there is, for example, even with like work, like music stuff mm-hmm. or whatever. There's sometimes some people. They're like, oh, when are you free for a chat? And I'm like, oh, it's cool. Maybe just put it in a message or an email and stuff. And they're like, oh, but you know, like we can just, I can just call you. And I'm like, that's so weird. Mm. Especially when I don't really know you that well. Like we've only just met yeah. randomly at an mm. event once and now you're messaging. But you know what like, I do actually yeah. quite, I don't think I'd enjoy, but I do actually enjoy, which is a video call. No. So no, wait, wait, wait. Hear me out. Wait, hear me who? out. Sorry. So okay. two things. So okay. two people that I will video call. Okay. Right? Yeah. One is my godchildren. Which yeah. they live quite far from yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So to be able to just see them yeah. and interact with them makes me very happy. And yeah. I, and I forget that. And then if I have a video with cool them, it really makes right. me happy. And then my partner, who lives in the Caribbean quite a but lot, the, I don't yeah, see him different. for long periods of time. That's, so. def- that's, that's really like nice. Current, yeah. That's yeah, family. Yeah, that's family. Yeah, that's different. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's all good. But, but anyone else, like I've just met you mm. in, a, in an event and you want to like yeah. talk about something further and you're insisting on talking on the phone. Yeah. No, 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 But you no, know no. what else I do like? A good drunk phone call. Drunk phone calls Do you know when you're good? like, yeah, with yeah, either yeah. I'm receiving I you. <laughs> I mean, you have to be, yeah. if you're like so drunk, you can't string together words. Then oh, I do But that. I love a good like <laughs> confessional drunk call. You know when someone's calling you and they're like, I just, you, <laughs> I love you. Do you remember the time you made me broccoli in the morning I mean, and it made no sense, <laughs> but I just thought I'm in love with you because who else would make such a horrible vegetable? And <laughs> <laughs> you just think only this level of random specificity so could exist now. And I know oh that you love God. me because you said that. That is, that's, that's so funny. As the consistently sober friend, I have witnessed You've so got, oh my God. many of these situations on Fuck. both ends. And like, usually I'm there going, I really know I need to stop this call or this happening right now. But then I'm like, but then maybe like the, you know, energetically or just like meant to be, this should yeah. be happening. And it's just, so I just usually just watch it and then tell oh them the next day what gosh. happens. So I didn't yeah. really drink for time. I go raving on my own a lot. Mm. So I can't. I've seen you plenty, yeah, yeah. plenty so times. It would be stupid for me as a lone woman <laughs> going raving to be drunk. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I didn't drink for a really long time. Mm. And then for a bit as someone that is generally very composed, very in control, <laughs> I just thought, you know what, fuck it. I'm going to start getting drunk more. I don't do any drugs. Let's yeah. just get drunk more. And actually I think there's something you learn bits about yourself yeah from just being like at your most shambolic or shambolized as cassie <laughs> from my show would say shambolized at your most shambolized yeah, yeah yeah you think actually it's good to know that that's as bad as it gets for me yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's no as low as i'll go There's eating no cold beans from the can <laughs> on my doorstep whilst crying about tim from year eight who dumped me <laughs> 
That's yeah, as okay. bad okay. as it That's gets. And so it doesn't funny. get worse than that. Well, I did once throw up in my handbag in an Uber. Oh, I mean, come on. <laughs> That's respectable, if anything, because you're not doing it on the car. <laughs> it's true. I once threw up out of the window as a car, <laughs> oh. like a dog flapping its oh tongue my God. in the wind. But again, you cared about the interior yeah. of yeah. the car. Yeah. And the exterior is much harder to like, That just means you're a nice person. I cared about inside. him. I said, boss man, when I get home, I am going to take out the fucking Mr. Muscle and I'm going to clean the side of your car. Yeah. And I'm going to clean the side that that got, you know, the... the (laughs) Yak. (laughs) I I once threw up in the Burger King in in Oxford Circus. Is it no Oxford Circus? No, Leicester Square. Leicester Square. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. On the Burger King there. Why can I picture this? And I was being sick and then they called the police because they thought I'd taken drugs. I was like 14. So I was sick, yeah. I'm still living with my, my, my strict Mormon parents, yeah. I get out, the police are all there. I grabbed both sides of the policewoman's face <laughs> and breathed all over ah! her and just went, it's only vodka, it's fine. Wow. And then they took me into the police van to like wow. test me and stuff. And I went, my parents are Mormon. You can't, you can't <laughs> tell them. You can't tell them they'll kill That's me. My parents so are Mormon. Funny. My parents are Mormon. And again, hopefully my parents are not watching this, in which case this did not happen. It's all a fictional story. Luckily, it's a podcast and they can't watch it. So that's okay. (laughs) Can you imagine they're just sitting there and staring with no sound? They're just looking at it. Just staring at it. I can't even remember what the initial under the patio was. Bury them under the patio. Okay, bury them under the patio. Wait, is this this either or? It was if if you call someone and they don't... And they don't... Yeah, someone calls you. If someone calls you and blah, 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 and they don't blah, 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 then just kill them. Okay, cool. Next one. No, no, someone that, take, that yeah. calls, calls okay. you constantly and you call them back the, and they no, don't if answer. No, you're not, can I say, I think this would be the reprimand. I will never answer the phone to you again. Yeah, okay. See, that's good. That's good. Some people <laughs> do fair. diplomatic ones. Well, maybe like, like a year. <laughs> yeah. Like a year ban. It's like, it's ban like the mute calls. button on Twitter. Just mute. Just, yeah, oh just my mute, gosh. Yeah. I do that a lot. <laughs> Me too. Oh, so good. Turn <laughs> off retweets. Okay. People who play... <laughs> devil's advocate you know where they're like oh "Oh, listen listen guys look i see your point of view i see your point of view but let me play devil's advocate (laughs) why are you doing this you're my friend but can i just say that's actually me I had I even had this argument with my partner last night. No, oh my god! On my not devil's not specifically the phrase devil's advocate, but he was like, "Have you noticed, Deborah? Whenever I I'm just trying to tell you something about my life, you're like, yeah, but what about the opposite side of that thing?" <laughs> and he was like, "And I want to kill you." So if I'm like, you know, Deborah, I need to, oh, I can't go and work there; it's too far away. And I'm like, "What about you ride a bike?" He's like, "Deborah, it's two hours away." I'm like, "That's fine. I rode two hours the other day." <laughs> and he's like, "But I've got a massive bag with my gym stuff," and I'm like, "Buy a bigger bag then." And I'm just like always trying to. Um, I but that's like solution based. So, that's yeah. solution that based. Was, yeah, yes, it was yes. solution based, but it's slightly <laughs> that's antagonistic. That's not like, listen, I feel like women are being uh, underpaid and overexploited in us in our society. And then someone goes, hey, so let me play devil's advocate, <laughs> okay? okay? Someone said that we to could, you. No, but I'm saying, what if they did? No, I think Cora the, particularly this, picked this, that example. I picked an example <laughs> to try and rouse... <laughs> <laughs> a death sentence out of I mean, uh, people that pay devil's advocate are annoying I think it's really important to try and always consider the other side of yeah, a story definitely. okay mm-hmm. they right. are so, annoying so, though look so that one yeah. you know uh, that one okay people that play devil's advocate just maybe maybe they can just stand in the corner you need to ask yourself why are they playing devil's advocate are they playing it genuinely to be helpful and to expand knowledge yeah. or are they just being like a cocky annoying bastard yeah. and if they're being a cocky annoying bastard then then, then under the patio under the patio okay. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.
I'm glad we agree. This is good. Every, we're all simpatico. We're, we're, simpatico. We're simpatico. I feel we're like people say that word. Right <laughs> We've justified our way into their death. That's it. Great. This yeah. is what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to. People that say, but you were so good together after a breakup. Oh my God. That is so fucking people annoying. People say that. People say that. Yeah, I've had that. Yep. It's fucking annoying mm-hmm. as fuck. I just feel like, you know as well, because I'm not someone to badmouth someone I've been with, only like my really same, close same, friend same. or someone yeah, would yeah, know. Yeah, so sometimes you want to sit there going, well, actually, you know, he was... And I'm just like, die. Die. But yeah. Yeah, no, dead. I would kill them It's really annoying. I just feel like everyone's always got something to say though, don't they, about... But you're Someone so else good is. together. But you would. How is that, you, how is that helping? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there you go. You go out with them, and you know what? You go yeah. on a date with them, and then I'll make sure that I know where to <laughs> kill you. Because <at>. <laughs> you'll both be in the same place at the same time, so you can just die together happily. Uh, great. So there's. <laughs> yeah. People that say you look tired. Uh, that's rude isn't can it can i also say as as a, as a woman yeah often you're just not wearing makeup do you know sometimes it's you're actually really well rested yeah. <laughs> and it's just like certain people you're like you're just not used to seeing me without yeah makeup. this is just my wow. face yeah. wow um but that's yeah. misogyny it's in action there was a tweet i saw today no girls will do it i think like some i've had some girls will yeah do some girls will do it but I, I don't think they're being malicious i think they just Genuinely, genuinely think that you look tired or right. they haven't seen you not look so alert <laughs> like but then why on. say it i saw this thing yeah, t- the, the thing today so that was rude. like uh, i don't know if you one of you guys tweeted it maybe then i then i apologize for telling you something back to you but the the, <laughs> the whole thing that if it's not something you can change then why comment on but it c- also can i say intent again because mm. i think I have genuinely had people say that to me or said it to people whereby they genuinely are worried about me. I think there's... Mm. Wait, you Some know, people are saying, they're know, like, I judge you by your appearance. Yeah, and you know, like yeah. I was going to say, being Iranian, yeah, we have like, I swear, I don't know if like Iranian, especially the older generation, like I don't know what the fuck is in their like, let me raise an Iranian woman book that they abide by that says... <laughs> there's a book, guys. On there's Amazon book. now. Literally... <laughs> <laughs> always have to comment on your appearance yeah but especially weight so they all so my aunties like i remember like hardcore persian Mm. women rows and like hour long phone conversations of beef have come from someone going oh wow you've put on some pounds (laughs) and then the other one one going like she's probably been on like the worst diet of her life and she's trying to lose weight and someone's just said to her like you've put on weight or they'll come in and go are you okay oh my god you look so skinny you've lost so much weight is everything okay do you have money to eat and then it's like cause loads of issues so it's really bad but some women like really do like stuff like that maliciously i don't know if it's a this this is this has been a previous under the patio where i've asked people that comment on your weight whether positively or negatively But i think the tired and the weight like if i see even at work if someone comes in and i actually think they might look tired i just think it's impolite like i wouldn't go oh you look like really tired like yeah how is that gonna make them feel like no. better or you what? just like, instead yeah, of like, that you go you like, look like a person that needs a coffee 
like, you oh, saying? are you okay? Or like, or like yeah, yeah. Or you're okay. Like, let's go have a tea. Let's do yeah. something. Think of it positively. Like yeah. in context and intent, it's it's okay. If you're saying yeah. it to your best friend or your partner or something because you care about them. Yeah, I mean, my yeah. nan, 94 years old today, <laughs> said- Happy birthday, nan. <laughs> she wasn't happy, 94 today, but she is, okay. when I saw her today, she okay. was still 94. <laughs> okay, I, I get checked. it. Um, but no, she, she goes- uh, <laughs> she, <laughs> She, she goes to me, well, look at you. And I went, what do you mean, Nana? She was like, well, you haven't put on any weight or lost any weight. And I was like, what? How, is this a compliment? <laughs> I don't understand is that how what your you're saying. Yeah. That's, you are that's, the same. Yeah. <laughs> You've maintained the correct yeah. amount of weight. The, yeah. I, I think like, that's like you're consistent. <laughs> yeah, I was like, Cool. And you know what? No, Sometimes no, I think it's how people hold you in their heads. Because there's certain people I know mm. that every time I see them, they will say, I look like I've put on weight or I look like I've lost weight or I look like I'm tired. Yeah. And I just think, maybe you just imagine me more awake than yeah. I am yeah. or fatter than I am <laughs> or skinnier than I am. Maybe you need to readjust your perception yeah. of me. Maybe they need yeah. to go on a diet. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they need to get some more sleep. And I think that it's projections. So, so then you should just say, maybe you should give me your lunch. You know? <laughs> that's it. So under the patio to all of them. Um, <laughs> um, that's it. I'm taking I'm taking control of that. So Shay, wait a second. Is your eye okay? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I don't know. Well, I'm due for... Well, but this is going out in December. So let's manifest. Oh, I had surgery and it went really well. Okay. Surgery. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I have like an eyelid I can always thing. cut this out if you want me to. This is all Oh, fine. I just think it might be boring. No, <laughs> I just have an right. eyelid thing that yeah. just comes from like a gland yeah. behind my eyelash swelling. And yeah. it was really itchy. Look, our bodies are so fascinating. There's some, something ridiculous that happens <laughs> when you're- You should go from that, from put them all under the patio because our bodies are so, so fascinating. What are you going to do Ladies. with the bodies? Okay. No, so our bodies are so fascinating. Um, but when I was super, super stressed working with a rapper, I hadn't actually spoken to this, about this on the podcast in 29 episodes. But when I was working with a rapper once that was so stressful- it will remain unnamed until after the podcast. Um, that was so, so stressful. The one day I woke up and I had um, my entire jaw had expanded. Oh so I looked God. like a bullfrog underneath my jaw. I already is that, had- Is that I, thyroid? Yeah, no, well, oh, right. You would think that was. Your white blood cells are produced. White blood isn't cells. It? Yeah. Look, all I know is oh that, that, I, that it was underneath. I already had a couple chins anyway. I was a little bit bigger than I was. <laughs> From I already stress, had a couple chins. Know. But then my whole, I, underneath my face was huge. I looked like a bullfrog. And I was freaked out. I thought, you know, what is this? It must be dentistry. It must be to do with that. I went to my dentist. He was like, no, mate, this is not dentist related. Your teeth are fine. I was like, then I went to A&E. They were like, we don't know what this is. And then it just didn't go away. Then I went to a specialist. I went to a, a, a teaching hospital. And um, if I was shit on my face, tell me. Um, and so if I... <laughs> you said if I shit on my face, tell me. And I would thought, if I, maybe just don't shit on your own face. But if, yeah. I do, if I do a square turn on my face, please tell me. <laughs> um, okay, so... Oh all right, so... So here I was. I was like, I'm going to... So I went to a, a student hospital somewhere in, in central London. And I went there because no one knew what it was and why I looked like a fucking bullfrog. Um, and so I went to these guys, I walked in this room, they'd booked me in for something. It was a teaching hospital and literally there was, it was an audience. It was a lecture. So there was like, <laughs> for some reason it was 30 women doctors, female doctors. <laughs> wow. Also some of them very attractive and I'm in there Interested walking, in bullfrogs. 
Bullfrog, bullfrog specialists. So I walk in there and there's a dentist chair or like a whatever chair, reclining chair in the middle of the room. So I sit in it and uh, I just, I lay back and I'm staring at these, these people Literally a hundred. I'm not saying women in any kind of way. I'm just saying it literally was sexy. 100%. You might imagine people that you might fancy. Yeah, all, all looking at you, you look like a bullfrog. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Anyone would be nervous, irrelevant oh, of how I, they looked. I looked yeah. like a Belushi had taken a shit under my face. I like. Wow. I looked awful. <laughs> and so here I was, staring at them. And this this male doctor walks in, looks at me, looks at the crowd, looks at me, and goes, "Well, you got a harem in here or something." Oh my God. Whoa. For a start in a professional, professional capacity. Um, <coughs> did, did, did people like boo him? I feel like <laughs> I'll be like, boo. <laughs> like he came out like a, boo. like a baddie in WrestleMania. You know I mean? I'm like, do you know what I mean? Boo, but also find out what's wrong with me. And yeah. then boo. <laughs> um, so then he, he, he looked at me and he went, okay, well, I know what the problem is. And he goes, you, have you been stressed? I went, I mean, so stressed. He goes, have you been gritting your teeth? And I was like, every single day because of this rapper who's wow. driving me insane that I'm making an album with. And he was like, well, your problem here is you have been gritting your teeth so much that your saliva glands have restricted. And because of that, they've become infected. And then all of underneath your 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 chin has be- wow. become huge. That's incredible. Yeah, incredible, right? And then so he goes, all I can do, I can't even prescribe you anything. He goes, just relax. Yeah. Relax your jaw anytime you feel it tensing. And literally I did that. And within a couple of days, it just went away. It's mad because that's one of the things I was going to say to you about breath work and how that helps you calm you down is one of the things are... Um, breath coach and voice coach on the show taught us to do was massage our jaws. Mm. So I grip my, I, I click my jaw can click. Yeah, me too. Oh my God. Um, yeah. And I also grind my teeth grind when my I sleep. Teeth yeah, well. and, um, and obviously we all speak so much in what we yeah. do. Yeah. And actually it's mad. Like the amount of tension you hold. Mm. I hate touching my face. So I put a bandana over my face and then I literally massage and trigger point all down my jaw mm. it is insane yeah like the amount of tension you just hold in that space that's i do it nuts. i do it well that's like that speech therapist that mm. found there's a point behind your ear that leads down so yeah you know that right hollow, there, yeah, that yeah. hollow bit behind you if you yeah, put yeah. your finger you and yeah if you like if even after doing a show if you're rapping or spitting or, or using your voice a lot if you press into that it's like the worst pain ever mm. but you have to keep working it to relax yeah because that's why she was like my tongue is really tense because my whole jaw and everything All is tense. people i love the phrase poo poo but people poo poo <laughs> this but it's so <laughs> it automatically takes the legitimacy out of what i'm saying wow. but people poo poo the fact that that how important stress and mm. our mind is mm you know, on a daily basis. You know, basis. I think about, I was reading this book about how they develop a lot of medications, right? Mm. And a lot of medications, so a lot of research goes into placebos. Mm. So, you know, um, sugar tablets that actually have no medicinal yeah. value, right? The reason that medical companies research placebos isn't just to compare if their medication works, but it's because placebos work. Mm. Placebos actually work better than depression medication. Mm. Antidepressants yeah. On scale, if you look at all the research of placebos against antidepressants, placebos work better mm. because they work. Placebo spinal surgery works, right? Wow. And 
and it, there's a, there's an oh, incremental yes. increase, right? So it's like a capsule works better than a tablet. An injection works better than a tablet than a capsule. Yeah. An injection administered by a nurse is better than one injected by a pharmacist. One injected by a doctor works more than a nurse. Yeah. Surgery works better than an injection. So it's just the more we believe it, yeah. The more it is yeah. in a framing that says this is something that heals you. Yeah. This is something you know to heals you. And the thing that fucking blows my mind right people are putting research into this to do things like the following there was um a mental illness that got invented um about um women's periods right it's basically a enhanced version of premenstrual tension it got invented one year very soon after a medication called seraphim came out right using this idea so they had pink and purple tablets with a feminine sounding name for women to help them with their periods basically a company had run out of their license to sell prozac They'd, said, they'd had like one test that showed it had a slight impact on it, rebranded the medication, just resold oh it God. as solving the thing. Wow. Right? Anyway, that's why people do research into placebos. But the thing that fucking blows my mind is we are magic, yo. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I'm like, yes. why is no yes. one saying we are magic, yo? Yeah. The idea that placebos work, yeah. Yeah. that your belief in a thing makes you physically better yeah increases mm. your chance of overcoming cancer mm. any number of ailments it is proved time and time again why is no one talking about that we're magic man mad mm. crazy and i'm not crazy. saying oh if you believe you will get over cancer you'll yeah. get over your ca- cancer like i'm not saying that but yeah. i'm just saying everyone knows medical companies invest millions and millions mm-hmm. of yeah. pounds yeah. in in creating elevant elements of a medication making it pink and purple calling yeah. it a relevant yeah. name because it has an impact on how much better you feel yeah. and how quickly yeah. you recover it's very smart but health what was, is what so was important. the original question i can't remember what the Who original putting under the, pad, under the patio was it wasn't about oh people that say that you you look tired? You look tired or the- <laughs> We got it from there. You, it your, you and your ex were good I together. Think, I don't- Oh yeah, no, I think that was the last no, one. No, you and your ex were good together. But you know what? I'm going to do one last one before okay, we get okay, to okay. the next okay. segment, okay? Because okay, cool. we had, that was a great chat. And I, no, I don't, I don't, got deep as yeah. fuck. We got deep and I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so, <clears throat> I'll just do one last one. The one tiny little teeny weeny one, okay? People that put their shoes on the bed- Oh no! While they're on their feet. While they're on their feet. Okay. I just imagine someone oh, no, taking, their shoes, <laughs> taking their shoes off and putting them on your bed. This is where I put my shoes. People, I'm really okay. sensitive to that. I, I don't even very... like the the table, like the coffee table. You don't like table. a table on your bed. <laughs> <laughs> Take that table off my bed. No, you know, like people that like might just lean up and put their shoe on the corner of the dining table. I'm oh, like, no, really? that's so no, unhygienic. That is, that is worse than your bed. You yeah. put food yeah. on there. Yeah. I don't like it when people put their bags on my bed. Like I think a bags rucks- are what? almost as yeah, bad as because you put them like on the, on the tube floor. floor. Yeah, you're putting and stuff. the rucksack on the tube and you're putting yeah. it on my bed yeah, yeah, yeah. next to my pillow. Yeah, yeah it's no, you know, that's so rude. I'm okay with like end of the bed. Yeah, just the about fair game. End of Fair the, game. End of the bed? Just I've even done it. Yeah, that touches That's my rude. face. No, would you? You're getting suffocated with that bag. <laughs> yes, under, under the, the patio. patio. Under the tarmac. Under the tarmac. You were getting under the patio, then under the tarmac. You're getting re-tarmac. The whole house is getting demolished, and then you're getting tarmacked into a new road. Let's make a new pathway. Okay, see, there's always one that gets people angry. And that was that one. So thank you guys for that section. So what I, okay, this is the next segment. The title of it changes every single time. 
I'm excited. Every single time it's changed in the past nine episodes. When do you change it? Like on the spot? I change it on the spot. Oh, most no, of the time. really? Yeah, most of the time. So it doesn't even exist yet? It doesn't even exist. <laughs> I change it on the spot. Except the last episode I had a Wate on. Okay. And just before Awate came on, he, uh, I said, give me some words. And he gave me some words and then I changed it with him. Oh. And so because of that, I changed it before you guys arrived. So I've oh, got, right. I've written it down, <laughs> okay. but okay. usually I change it on the spot, but you know, I'm not that clever. So I had to write it down. So today's one is <sighs> called a superior assemblage of critical information extraction for necessary knowledge insertion to the masses. So the first question is, this. You just brushed over that dome. Like, I can't understand what any of it means. Oh, fine. Don't okay, worry. Right. It's fine. Everything will be okay in the end. <laughs> if you could eat one creature from a film or TV show, what would it be and how would you cook it? My standard answer is that long motherfucking dog from Never Ending Story. Oh. I just got it tattooed on my leg. No way. I literally, I want to, uh, yeah, I've got, I've got I it. It's love that from dog. My, my thigh to my, under my knee. Oh, oh my! Wow. I want to show you now. What are the I'll show you after. I literally just got it tattooed onto my oh, leg. I want to see it. What are the chances? Falco lives on my and leg. I love okay, that I'm dog. ending this. I'm just going to cancel my entire Why podcast. Why would you want to cook and eat it? Falco's on my leg. Oh my god! Okay, she's showing me right now the most intricate design. It's Falco. That is sick. Oh my god, that is Oh beautiful. wow. I mean that's, that's my leg. Falco lives on my leg. That's beautiful, but also You're gonna cook and eat him. Oh yes. my god, it's beautiful. Why would you wanna do that? I love that Fal- dog when I was growing up. It's uh, not a dog, a, think, it's a dragon. Think dragon about dog. <laughs> he does look, look like a dog. dog. He does, yeah, <laughs> he does. Think <laughs> about how many ribs he has <laughs> and how delicious that would be. He looks like a doggy. Isn't there a giant turtle in Neverending Stories? Turtle's supposed to be very delicious. So is this what you're going for? The turtle? No, wait, sorry. Ask okay. me the whole question. Okay, <laughs> all right, here we go. <laughs> if, you, if you could eat one creature from film, from a film or a TV show, <laughs> I'm quite drunk, what would it be and how would you cook it? That's the question. And now I can't say long dog anymore, so I will say an Ewok. <laughs> and I'll punch it repeatedly in the face, <laughs> step on it, Maybe I'll put it inside some kind of uh, slow roasting pit. Keep it in there after I've defeathered it because I guess Ewoks have feathers. Such a hard question. That is a really hard question. I know I'm thinking of such cool films and shows from when I was little. Mm. I'm like, I immediately thought of Alice in Wonderland because it has so many different like characters and creatures in yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if I'd want to like kill and eat. Any- I'm suddenly going on like I'm some ve- vegan yeah. vegetarian. I'm like proper not. No. Um, Persian baby, you're gonna eat everything. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Um. Also, there's the the Mad Hatter. Bagpuss. No. Bag. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, no, okay, I'm into bagpuss. You so, know, it's because it's a bit like, you know, a lot of those really expensive animals have been like, like, like corn fed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bagpuss has yeah, a it's good like, diet. Bagpuss has this sense of like, it's been, mm. bagpuss has been fed like loads of really luxurious food and just roamed <laughs> around being all like fat. Free range. Yeah, yeah it's a free range of bagpuss. Free range corn fed bagpuss. Free range corn fed bagpuss. That's one of my favorite answers. Um, so how would you cook bagpuss then? How would I cook bagpuss? Oh, you know, it's like that frog vibe, like put it in a hot water, the bagpuss will jump out. So I'd like mm. give bagpuss a bath and be like, oh, I give it a little. 
Oh, my gosh. This is so evil. It's also really bad because I call my best friend Bagpuss. That's been her nickname since we were like nine. Wait, um, so, okay. So Bagpuss. He's um, in a bath. Just like, he's in a bath. bath. You're like, Bagpuss. Mr. Puss. <laughs> so can I uh, light some candles for yeah, you? Exactly. Uh, yeah, exactly. Let him go out in a nice way. Yeah, Do you know what yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. Some yeah, incense. Yeah. incense. Give him a little kiss on the forehead. Play some music. Read a story. And then just increase the temperature till he's dead yeah okay so temp- <laughs> temperature's going up um so once bagpuss is uh boiled to, yeah. to your uh mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you've got to like peel the skin off like a tomato like a tomato okay <laughs> <laughs> wow it comes off in the end really yeah. quickly yeah exactly okay and then what happens what how do you eat, eat the finished bagpuss what's, um, what's the preparation I think, um sous vide Okay, great. <laughs> so then you put him in a bag and then you sous vide him. Okay, okay, that's really nice. With some rosemary. Oof. Oof. Some okay. rosemary, But some not thyme, with broccoli. You don't salt. like broccoli. So. Um, maybe with some cheesy mash. Oh, yeah, here we go. And Going in. some cabbage. Okay. Can Second question. Can you truly love someone who chews with their mouth open? <laughs> that's nasty. Can you choose? Perfect person. Perfect other half. Male, female. What To what extent? Yeah, you could tell them to stop doing it and then it would Will fix they? the problem. Will they? Also, there's a difference between like, do you know some people like might talk and then they cover it when they're talking or we talking like... Yeah, no, look. You're talking, I, chewing the cud. If you've asked me such a pertinent question and I've just eaten <laughs> something delicious, I will cover my mouth and chew... Oh, one yeah, sec, exactly. One I'll say that's fine. I don't mind that. He means that. Yeah. Hey, oh, hey. No. Do you know what? I can't even. If I'm at work and someone's eating really loudly next to me, if if I've tuned, <laughs> if I've tuned into yeah. it, it, I fucked up. Yeah, fucked I, up forever. Yeah. No, but can I also be devil's advocate <laughs> oh, for a moment? Oh on, my then. god! <laughs> Let me just from under the patio. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, like when do you know when you, have you been properly in love? Yeah. And yeah. then you fall out of love with them and you break up with them and yeah. you realise they do something like next oh, level yeah, annoying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the reality, sometimes when you're in love with someone, you just yeah. straight up don't see that shit. Nope. You don't yeah. see that they're eating with Maybe. their mouth. Everyone else might see it. Mm-hmm. You don't see it. But then mm. you're okay. Because the sex is real. But then you're okay. <laughs> it's real, the sex is real. Then you're okay, but if you do notice it... Then it's problematic. But then you have to just tell them not to, I guess. Earplugs. Like, or can you... Earplugs. Yeah, but yeah. they shouldn't be... Hold on, hold on. <laughs> if you actually truly love someone, you don't want them to be doing that out around other... Like, other people are going to be disgusted by that as well. They, yeah. they shouldn't. Is, there any, is adult, there any reason for us to be yeah, disgusted? Yeah, but it's but just that, like a weird etiquette thing. I Should don't want to really see someone's no. food As an adult, I don't think you... Do. Why don't you do in it? Their mouth. Why don't you do it? Because you to just be, know, like... Yeah, I think there is a thing which is like... Adult, you know, you what? know not to do this that. This is such a woman thing to do, <laughs> to do. And as someone that dates women, I can say that, <laughs> testify that from my experience, I do is that... To me, it speaks of a bigger issue. Mm. <laughs> it's like you Respect. chewing with your mouth open means that you are so unaware mm-hmm. of other people's yeah. experiences. Yes. Yes. You care more yes. of your yeah. own like eating of your food yeah. than if anyone else's exhibition. Yeah. And I think if someone is that unaware, yeah. that no. if you then set, made them aware and they then continue to yeah. choose not to do it as well. Entitlement. Yeah, I just yeah. think actually, is that, that the kind of person I want to be with? Entitlement, yo. 
That's entirely exactly. that your you eating your food is more important than anyone else within like a yep. three meter radius of yeah. you. This is the point that you've tapped into correctly. This is exactly it. Yeah. It's the entitlement. It's the not wanting to think about anyone else except yeah. for them. And imagine then someone goes, oh, you were so good together. You were so <laughs> And then you just be like. <laughs> Do you know that I saw oh, everything they ate? <laughs> okay. Well, I've never uh, wondered what amylase does to a starch. <laughs> well, I know. Now I know. Okay. Can you truly love someone who thinks Nando's mango and lime is spicy? No. Okay, well, that's the end of that. <laughs> Can I just say... <laughs> okay, go on. <laughs> she, wait, she I am a straight lemon and herb. No, lemon and herbs yeah, is good. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, taste I don't do spice. I can't eat really spicy food. You're Persian, man. Yeah, which means you don't know geography very well, clearly, <laughs> because we don't have any hot spices in any of our food. I guess so. It's more fragrant. It's the saffron. Yeah, it's the, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah, okay. Now, okay, your geography's coming back. Okay, <laughs> My partner much. actually doesn't really yeah. like spicy food either, in fairness. No I've way. Had to, I've had to down the spice. I like to insult myself <laughs> right. at every dinner. I like, I like to be in pain. Yeah, my, yeah I like my, it to be yeah. an exper- a, a, a sensual a experience. <laughs> yeah, so my, my my parents just went to- Do you to, like to um, like sweat and like, I like come out your nostrils? Yeah. And I like yeah. to have yeah. to blow my nose. Wow. Like I just, yeah, went, my lot. parents just went to uh, Paris mm-hmm. um, to visit my family, that the Tunisian family okay. that are, are all now in Paris. And there's actually a Duyeb, Duyeb's my last name, a Duyeb uh, restaurant in the center of Paris. It's oh, wow. run by my, my family. Oh, Huge nice. Duyeb sign. Sick. And anytime someone goes there, I say, listen, can you just pick me up? I've never been there myself, but can you pick me up this uh, sambal, which is like a really hot fucking chili. Sambal. Yeah, 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 yeah. they have it in Malaysian food as well. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. there's it's also, it runs through Europe, but mm. they don't even call it that there, but it's some kind of hot sauce that right. they get me. I'm so happy. They're giving me like an unbranded jar from my family <laughs> oh, so in Paris. Hold that's on, br- oh, you need a trip so to Paris. Good. I know, I need this to. This sounds I need to. like wicked. Um, but yeah, they were just like, all the old, old, old guys are there. There's like a 92 year old that still runs it. Oh, still, wow. He's still a do yeah, he's part of the fam. And so, yeah, I'm excited to but go you know check that it apparently out. Apparently the way chilies work is they just open up the senses in your tongue to perceive more heat. Than is there so it's like don't let's say even, they're like a narrow even. tunnel they open up into like a v so it's actually just it makes them more open to experience more heat so you whenever i'm experiencing a lot of chili i'm just like it's just an illusion it's a placebo it's a placebo <laughs> okay all right we've been talking for a long time and i'm so drunk i've nearly drunk all of my rock <laughs> this is what I, happens i came here intending only to drink one glass that's of fine this is what happens and so the last thing i need to say is thank you so much to shay and deborah for coming on the thanks for trying podcast it's been an absolute honor so thank you very much appreciate it. it's been so fun thank you you have been listening to the Thanks for Trying podcast, episode nine, season two, motherfuckers. And big thank you to my special guests, Shay and, of course, Deborah Stevenson. If you ain't listened to them already, go back, listen to the previous eight episodes. Hit me up and tell me what your favorite part of this season's been. Hit me up with quotables. Let me know how you're feeling, if you're feeling it. If you're not feeling it at all, tell me. I want to know. Got one more episode to go, released on Christmas Eve. Enjoy.
Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 